Okay, let's get started. So today, one of the topics we're going to be talking about is pregnancy and some of the complications you might see in pregnancy. We see uh, dozens of pregnant women every week in the practice, so I've had a lot of experience of different interesting things happening. Um, and what, before I get started with the, the PowerPoints, I want to show you some of the interesting things that we've seen lately, especially if there's any pictures related to it. So this is something called PUPP, or P-U-P-P-P, -P -P, uh, which is puritic uticarial papules and plaques of pregnancy. Um, and essentially what this is, is um, it's like these itchy sort of hive-like issues that come about towards the later stage of pregnancy. Uh, and I know this isn't the greatest picture, um, it looks much better on the computer, but um, this sort of like, it, it looks like hives, you know what hives look like? Looks like the person has hives all over their pregnant belly. Uh, and the reason I'm showing you this is because this, um, honestly, even though these two pictures don't do it justice, um, this and cholestasis kind of look and present the same. Um, cholestasis is um, a much more serious issue, uh, whereas pup, um, is sort of this itchy things that just shows there's some sort of allergic uh, kind of reaction going on. It could be, it, it, it could be bad, but usually isn't. Cholestasis is generally not good whatsoever because what that usually means is the liver is malfunctioning in the mom and very often the big differential, because both of them will come in with itchy bellies. That's the thing, is both of them will come in and they'll say, my belly is itching like crazy and it wasn't like this before. Uh, we had a, a young lady who had this just a couple of months ago. Um, and she came in and she said, Dr. Rubin, I don't know what's going on. My belly is just like, I can't believe how itchy it is. And I said, well, lift up your, you in the back, is lift up your shirt like this so I could see it. And she showed me her belly and it was not quite this red, but it was really, really red. Um, and it hurt her a lot. And um, the question you need to ask someone <coughs> who has uh, this sort of stuff going on with their belly is, uh, what does your urine look like? That's the big question to ask with this, is what does your urine look like? If they're having jaundice, you know, potentially developing there, which is, this is a, like a precursor to it, then what's gonna happen with her urine? So if you have jaundice, do you have normal urine? No, you got dark urine. You got some dark urine, because the bilirubin isn't being broken down correctly. So that bilirubin goes through uh, into the urine, and then when you pee, instead of peeing like a lighter color or a yellowish color or something like that, now you're peeing more of a darker you know, color kind of thing. So that's a really big thing um, that you'll see as a differential between pup, which is just sort of itchy, uh, versus cholestasis, where you have a bit more of a concern. Um, if someone, e either, e I will tell you either way, if someone comes into my practice looking like that, my first suggestion is what? Talk to your OB or midwife right now, right? Because I, I don't know, I'm not gonna make a diagnosis whether it's pup or cholestasis, that's not my jurisdiction. But I do want them to figure out what's going on because if it is cholestasis, that can be very problematic. Um, the next thing I wanna talk to you about is um, HELP syndrome. So I've also seen this a few times. Uh, HELP syndrome is like preeclampsia on turbocharge. 
what happens in HELP syndrome, HELP stands for um, hemolysis or breaking down the red blood cells, elevated liver enzymes, and low platelet count. So what would usually happen is a mom is either uh, going into preeclampsia, uh, usually right around labor when they were starting, or has had the baby. It is possible that she's had the, you know, had the baby and then she kind of develops this. Um, this is how some women actually don't make it after childbirth, is they go into this HELP syndrome uh, and their blood pressure spikes uh, and everything kind of goes awry and they tank. And some of them, if not well cared for, uh, won't make it. So this is a significant um, uh, issue because it, it can really create some havoc. Um, we had a woman uh, who came in as a new patient to our practice uh, with her baby. And she said that, um, she, that she had had the baby, her blood pressure was a little bit elevated, but it wasn't that bad. Uh, and then she had the baby, and then after she had the baby, her, she kind of, her, her blood pressure spiked and she fainted. And she doesn't know what happened the next like, couple of days because she was in you know, at the ICU. Um, so this is, and this is what, what she said had occurred, was this health syndrome kind of thing. So um, I'm introducing to these, these interesting things that I've seen recently that are not in the PowerPoints necessarily. Um, this is an interesting article that I just uh, kind of saw about maternal health, um, which is this, that um, although maternal deaths have significantly decreased since 1990, according to this article, uh, still 293,000 women died in 2013 from pregnancy-related causes. That's a ton of women. Right? That, that considering how many millions of women are giving birth, 293,000 is absolutely crazy. 25% of deaths occurred during delivery, and 24 hours following, another 25% happened during pregnancy. The rest occurred after one year after delivery. But that's 50% surrounding labor. Right? Um, now, I can't speak for certainty about other people. I have just never seen something like this with any of our patients. Right? Our patients. Chiropractic patients who are getting adjusted are way, 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 way healthier. No matter whether they're pregnant or not, they're just way, way healthier. But certainly pregnant ladies are way healthier. And uh, although, yes, you know, it, it, someone will be remiss to say that every single kid who comes in, uh, a mom, pregnant mom comes in and, you know, they do Webster technique, it turns everybody. That's not true, right? The whole point of Webster's is not to turn a baby, right? What's the point of Webster's? For those of you who took my class before. It's, it's to give the pelvis more room. That's the whole point. Does anything give anything 100% of the time? No, of course not. So never give complete promises. But this is something that I could look at and say, wow, my patients don't have this kind of serious complications uh, when they give birth. Uh, my patients do a whole lot better. Um, just to show you a couple of interesting charts, um, this is, comes out of the CDC website on selective things. Look at the amount of preeclampsia that has gone up since from 1993 to 2014. This is like, shoot, compared to chronic hypertensive disease as a control over here, this is way, way, way more. Um, over here, postpartum hemorrhages, look how much of this has increased. Postpartum hemorrhage with transfusions, postpartum hemorrhage without transfusions, this is, they're, they're, both of them are increasing rapidly. Why, what is going on? Uh, deep vein thrombosis, luckily, has been dropping a bit but pulmonary embolisms are going up over the last bunch of years. So it's fascinating. What I'm seeing is that at least under 
chiropractic care, I'm seeing women not experience this kind of stuff to the same degree. Uh, my pregnant patients don't experience all these <clears throat> different things. It's absolutely fascinating what is going on out there. Why we need to <clears throat> adjust our, our pregnant ladies is exactly this. So I just wanted to give you sort of a quick, um, oh yeah, a quick overview, but I also want to finally mention this thing. This was a huge study that came out last year. I don't know if you remember reading this, <clears throat> but <clears throat> there was a lot of hubbub about this particular study out of, uh, what journal was this from? From the National Institutes of Health, which just says this, induced labor at 39 weeks may reduce likelihood of C-section. So it says elective induction at 39 weeks also linked to lower risk of maternal high blood pressure disorders. So what does that suggest? Yeah, you should be induced, right? <clears throat> so I think this is a fascinating study saying that it's safer, trying to tell people it's safer to you, for people to induce labor at 39 weeks than to potentially have a C-section later on. So this is their way of saying, you know, I think we should use more Pitocin and then more, you know, epidurals and this kind of stuff because you, know, you see, we instead of waiting for labor to start and maybe having a C-section, let's get you going early, um, and this way we can avoid some of these things, right? So, and they, and they statistically might be right in the sample that they did, but what they're doing is they're forgetting that there's a baby inside who maybe isn't ready at 39 weeks. And there's a baby inside who you may have measured at 39 weeks, but it may not be 39 weeks, right? We had a mom who said, um, you know, that she was, she, she delivered at 41 weeks and she delivered a six pound baby. And I said, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a miscalculation in the number of weeks. Because at 41 weeks, a six pound kid, and they, was, and they were measuring her the whole time, and I was just saying she's totally fine, totally fine growing old. That's unusual. Usually you're at 41 weeks, you're at eight pounds, nine pounds, you're, you're at getting a big kid out of that deal. Uh, to get a six pound kid, you're probably miscalculated, right? So for them to say, let's induce labor at 39 weeks, how do we know that's 39 weeks, right? How do we know for sure? We had another woman come in recently who said, um, they said my baby is gonna be 10 pounds if we keep on you know, growing this way, and then the baby ended up being seven pounds. And, said, well, and the doctor said, well, I guess the ultrasound was kind of off a little bit. Three pounds, that's a lot to be off, right? In terms of like, the, if you could think that the margin of error in within 10 pounds, right, that's like a huge margin of error to go from 10 pounds to seven pounds. That's a very large margin of error because we're not dealing with a lot of pounds to begin with, right? We're not talking ounces, we're talking pounds. So I, I just think it's really fascinating the way um, modern medicine really wants to push pregnancy and labor in a very different direction. And don't be surprised future chiropractors, when people start quoting this article to you as to why they're gonna get induced, right? Well, the doctor says it's better for me to induce now, so instead of waiting, you know, I should just induce, and I, I'm lower with my risk of C-section. And you'll have to have a conversation with them about that. So that's why I'm showing these things to you, because it's really interesting what's going on.